Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful to accomplish our purpose. All right, hey, welcome to uh, another episode of the B-Side Podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And my name is Matt Luloyan. Welcome to all of you during the Advent season, the Advent edition of B-Side Podcast. Yeah, props to you who have uh, actually been listening to this without having, you know, a Bible study to to kind of, you know, run these things by and yeah, our faithful listeners. The faithful few. Well, we actually more than we thought. We we looked. We were looking at the numbers, and it seems like there's at least enough people that that give us a listen uh, during yeah. the Advent season, not yeah. in Bible study time. Uh, miraculous, yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe we just need to give you something else to do. I don't know why you're listening to us right now. You so. know what though? It's a good <laughs> good of opportunity as any to tease out where we'll go in January. Oh, Shop. that's a great idea. Yeah, we've got a little our, sneak peek. A little sneak peek. We've got our uh, Mercy uh, and Justice Month, our month of prayer and awareness on mercy and justice issues, as it's formally yeah. known. Yeah. Or for, formally, the, formally known. Formally, not formally known. not a prince it, like the artist formally that's right. known. That's right. The month formally known as January. Wow. I hope we don't get to a day where we have to rethink that stuff. The year formally known as 2021 will just be called 2020 Part B. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, no, sorry. No, 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 no. thanks. Uh, but ministry, in, ministries. In January, uh, focused on mercy and justice issues, um, we'll use the B-Side podcast those weeks uh, to bring on special guests from our church as much as we can um, to just uh, ask them about how God has moved in their life and given them a passion mm. for those different topics that we cover. So That's exciting. The four we're looking at in January, we've got um, refugee care, uh, we've got racial reconciliation, sanctity of life, and combating human trafficking. Those are the, the first four weeks in January. So each week following that Sunday on the B-Side podcast, we'll have someone from Liberty Church join us and get to um, hear a little bit of their, their heart and their experience uh, on those. No, Steve will be very jealous. It'll be, it'll be great. He will. He will. I don't think Steve is one of the, the, the guests yet. That we've, he, uh, he just, I mean, if you don't know this about Steve, he just comes in here and stares at us when he's not on the podcast. <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah. No, hey, thanks for listening. We are excited about um, and, and grateful for you guys who are listening, who are engaging with this. Um, again, we hope it's helpful for you guys who uh, use this just for your Bible studies. But if you're continuing to listen, even during the Advent season, we, we our hope and our, our prayers that this is uh, just further ways for you to engage with the scriptures, engage with um, the Advent season. And uh, grateful for this opportunity, but also like the, the Advent guide that we're using on Sunday, well, throughout the week. Yeah. We kind of tease out on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, the ways that that helps us kind of think about Advent, Christ coming, and um, and specifically during this Advent series, the, the three offices of of Christ and what He fulfills in those offices. And so, yeah, wrapping up that today. Yeah, Matt. that's right. We've uh, yeah, we'll we'll um, maybe try to bring all those pieces together on Christmas Eve one more time. Shorter kind of teaching time and lots of singing together, mm-hmm. uh, some scripture reading together on. Thursday night this week, but yeah, today we talked about Jesus as priest, uh, which, man, I um, just increasingly grateful for. The more I dive into that, uh, the mm-hmm. more I've read through uh, a lot of the Book of Hebrews this week in, in preparation for this morning's uh, sermon, and um, 
Yeah, it uh, it just it just stands out how it would be easy to miss the the depth of love and the real inherently personal aspects of the Christian faith mm. if all we had was Jesus as our king or Jesus as our prophet. Mm-hmm. Those two roles, although because it's God, because it's Jesus, it is inherently relational, but those two roles tend to be more of these um, cosmic, impersonal aspects of uh, sure. of his yeah. leadership in these offices. Uh, mm-hmm. pr- uh, prophet being focused on revealing truth, mm-hmm. uh, God's truth to the world, and king being the, the one who rules and reigns, the one who conquers his enemies and mm. puts his enemies under his feet, the one who mm. uh, establishes an eternal kingdom, all of which is amazing, all of which is absolutely essential to the gospel mm. and what Jesus accomplishes, but could easily be mistaken to be something like where we're just a, a, mm-hmm. a cog in a machine or mm. um, a, you know a nameless, faceless minion among the masses that are part of that kingdom or uh, that have to do something with the truth that's been revealed. Jesus as priest makes it inescapable he he loves you uh he cares mm-hmm. about you not just truth not just about yeah. his kingdom yeah that's good yeah and so today kind of the ways in which you you broke that down matt i thought were really helpful um you know and I, your even your leading question um is like what is god's heart towards you <laughs> and what is like christ's heart specifically towards you um, I think that's a that's a that's a deep question. Yeah, it's a deep question that has a lot of implications for for us for the ways in which we, yeah, even like need to hear that during mm. the season. Mm. Uh, you had a you had a Dane Ortland quote in there from uh, from Gentle and Lowly, and uh, mm-hmm. again, uh, that's that's a, a new book that's out. I think it's going to serve the church really well uh, mm. in the ways in which. Um, he kind of breaks down the heart of the heart of God, the heart of Christ towards his people. Hmm. Um, but it's so good for like the season to think about that question. Yeah. You know, to, to think about, um, yeah, what, what does God, like, what is his heart towards me? What is he desiring? What is he wanting? Yes. But like, that's, I think those are helpful questions, but, but like how, how he loves us. Yeah, how he pursues us, how he uh, bears with us, encourages us. Like, mm. I think we could we could spend so much time and good time uh, thinking about that question, and I would say like maybe we need to. Yeah, over these next uh, weeks. Yeah, uh, spend some time in contemplation, in prayer, and thinking about um, what through the revealed truth of of, of God's word. What is God's heart? Mm-hmm. What is Christ's heart towards me? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that's. I think that was a, a great question and, and, and one that, um, yeah. If you didn't have to to deal with the issue of priests, I think we could have just even just dug into that. Yeah. Fully and completely. But oh, yeah, that really leads into Jesus as the priest. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's. We skip over that part um, and go right to the okay. How do I, how do I respond? How do I, you know, how do I work out my salvation? What what is it that I'm called to do? And I love that emphasis. I mean, Christians are people who do, um, who do things. We are doers. Mm-hmm. We are people who work right. and, and serve and labor in the world. Right. Um, we use our lives. We aim to use our lives well. Mm-hmm. Missed that they are. Uh, we aim mm-hmm. to use them well. But um, man, yeah, don't don't skip over the the heart that God has for you, um, the love that God has for you, the just the 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 disposition of His face shining upon you, mm-hmm. um, 
that he did all of this um, not to just turn you into like a, produ- a productive person in his kingdom, right. but but truly out of a heart of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the that is the fuel that will sustain um, a lifetime of of the actions and mm-hmm. of the doing is, yeah. is being and, and just going. My, God's love for me is this. This yeah. is that much for yeah. me that apart from me doing anything, this is this yeah. is his love. No, that's right. I was I was thinking the exact same thing as you were saying that. Matt. Like, I I could literally do nothing, and Christ couldn't love me less. Yep. yep. Um, and I could do everything, and Christ couldn't love me more. Like yeah. His love for us in in who we are because of who God is and what Christ has done is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and we would you know we would say like you know with the whole like faith without works being being dead like you know I think that it's it's important that we're we're not just loved um, and then that's it like that mm-hmm. it does lead us into and motivate us to respond to God's love yeah but it doesn't change God's love for us. That's right. Um, so that's a beautiful picture of, of what Christ comes as as our priest. Yeah. Um, and then you know you kind of you took the you took the idea of, of Christ coming as priest. What does he um, what does he accomplish? Like the how and the why. Yeah. Uh, through his incarnation, propitiation, and intercession. Yeah. So like it was tell, a- tell us a little bit more about the the theological <laughs> dictionary that you dropped on the yeah. congregation this morning. Today today was uh, today was Christology 101 seminary class for nice. uh, for the church with um, man dropping big big theological terms and words. But man, I, I think I those mean, are you didn't, you didn't say expiation. I didn't. I did actually in my original draft. I had to cut some stuff. Now oh, expiation oh. was in there. See for, there you go. for a hot minute this week, but we didn't have time to unpack Leviticus and Hebrews in the same day. But uh, it was man, yeah, I, I love these words actually because they're so rich in meaning. I think right. as long as we can find the time, and I, I hope today was helpful at least in that of explaining what we mean by those words, and not just assuming a meaning right. or letting them get lost into this kind of you know ritualistic. Well, Christians say these words because mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- those words we use the word sanctification today. This is all. Um, so much Christology, like the who are the person and work of Christ. What mm-hmm. is who is he? What does he yeah. accomplish? And in his priesthood, in particular, those three uh, incarnation: Jesus took on flesh to dwell among us, fully human, fully God. Um, propitiation: the wrath absorbing sacrifice mm-hmm. for sins, mm-hmm. and then intercession: the one who um, is the third party who mediates and pleads for mm-hmm. us as his people before God, yeah. the Father. Yeah. Um, that's really how he fulfills. Uh, this role of priest—that's mm-hmm. um, how he, he, he. We look back at all those shadows of the old covenant and the sacrificial system, and how Jesus becomes the victim, mm-hmm. uh, the priest, both mm-hmm. simultaneously, and then also then in his resurrection and now living to intercede to, mm-hmm. to plead for us forever. Yeah. So th- those, I think, um, when you think about Jesus as priest, those are those are the things to think about Christ um, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the ways he he really steps into and fulfills yeah. that role. No, that's good. Yeah, I, uh, man, I, I really, it, in this time of year, and I'm, I'm grateful for, um, you know, the church calendar and, and the times that we spend during Advent thinking about uh, who Christ is, what he's come to accomplish, all of these things. The incarnation for me is just the thing that I feel like I could spend, you know, weeks and months and years just just thinking about the implications of the incarnation. Yeah. Like God becoming flesh yep. and dwelling among us and like what was required there and like what does that mean for 
for us. And I think I think you summarize a lot of that really well today. Because um, I think the incarnation really is um, so important. The, yeah. You know, you know, God becoming flesh. Without without that, are we have no salvation. Without yeah. you know, and you know, there are, there it's these it's these building blocks theological building blocks that become the foundation for everything like you have the, you have the incarnation you have the perfect life of Christ you have uh, the death of Christ yeah. the resurrection of Christ and the ascension of Christ and so like this the fullness of what he did um, you can't take one of those out yeah no. right without there being implications of yep. of um, of really our salvation uh, yeah. being affected and so yeah but one of those initial, like, you know, I would say like one of the bottom blocks of those, those necessary foundational blocks is the incarnation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, um, you can't overstate the importance of the incarnation. I think that, that thread that shows up in Hebrews, um, a couple other places in the New Testament as well, that compares people to angels. It's this interesting kind of sub subplot, sub-thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't think about the spiritual realm, the unseen spiritual realm of, of angels most often, right. but um, but there are passages where it talks about how angels long to look into the salvation that, that mm-hmm. we have received in yeah. Christ. And even today, it was the Hebrews 2 passage that talks about how it's not angels that that uh, that Jesus helps. He helps the children of Abraham. That He, he mm-hmm. partakes of flesh and blood in mm-hmm. order to become a sacrifice in order to redeem flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's just like a mind-blowing thought when you step back and think like, oh, well, God created angels too. Mm-hmm. Um, there were angels that fell, not all of them. It was not like, like humanity where all of us have fallen in, in Adam. Um, but angels fell, Satan being, Lucifer being the, the, the first and foremost among mm-hmm. them who fell and rebelled against God yeah. and asserted um, himself yeah, in the place of, of God. Of the one-third, yeah. And so you've got, you have, you have, uh, you have fallen angels that have no hope of redemption because there's no Christ becoming an angel to redeem them from their right. sin. Yeah. And, the, and, and even that, it's like, it's, you know, it, it can, it can feel like maybe we're we just talking about like, you know, one of those crazy medieval church questions, Thomas Aquinas, like how many angels can fit on the head, head of a pin? 37. 37. Of course we solved that. Oh yeah. Done. No. Next. Yes. Yeah. But like, no, really like, of all that God made, of all that he mm-hmm. created, what did he come into the world as in order to redeem as flesh mm-hmm. and blood? And it was right. it was humanity. It was right. it was our flesh and our blood mm-hmm. that he took on. And you're like to sit with that thought will, I think, grow your appreciation for the incarnation immensely mm-hmm. and consequently also the love that God has for you. He yeah. took on your flesh. He didn't take on an angelic existence. He didn't take on the existence of some other kind of animal mm-hmm. like we are his image bearers, and so he took on our flesh. Yeah, um, man, that's amazing. That's an amazing truth. It has, and like you said, you, you trace that out to everything from, you know, why we shouldn't settle for virtual gatherings forever. Why right. we're an embodied right. people. Why we can't right. exist in, in on an online digital way only throughout the court. We should right. absolutely use technology and the benefits that exist from it, but we are an embodied people. Absolutely. And we have to exist in embodied ways. We have to gather in embodied ways. And yeah. that all of those implications flow from, from yeah. the incarnation. Well and even the implications that you even brought up today about being incarnational in our communities. Like yep. that's because God became flesh. And so as his representatives, as his people, like we need to be, you know, in 
the community. We're in the world. We're in these places um, bringing hope, bringing peace, bringing joy, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing love in in ways that, um, one, this world may not understand or accept, but uh, in the same way Christ was rejected, so so we too may be rejected by men. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that the effects of what we do will be minim- minimalized or uh, or negated. And so, uh, I think the the implications of the incarnation are so vast. Uh, again, another thing to mm-hmm. to to really sit in. What does it mean? What does it mean for Christ to be coming incarnate? And how does that impact the way I live yeah. as a Christian in this world? And so, yeah, um, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, the propitiation, that that mm. wrath-absorbing sacrifice that you talked about, um, what he comes as the as the fullness, as the God-Man, as the one who is from eternity past to eternity future, um, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, mm. comes and he comes to 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 die to mm-hmm. to be a sacrifice yeah um a perfect sacrifice and i was man i was thinking i was thinking through like that hebrews passage as you're preaching and and mm-hmm. um the ways in which how like the old testament sacrifice was never never meant to be sufficient for the for the sins of humanity um maybe even kind of thinking like you know is it it did something. It accomplished something. But was really the the biggest thing that it accomplished is to to help the Israelites see that they're sinful, yeah. and they needed they needed a a wrath absorbing perfect sacrifice for their yeah. salvation. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, I mean, feel free to like speak to that as far as um, as far as the what you were able to read this week and and study on the on the propitiation aspect of Christ. Yeah, I think I found myself increasingly grateful in that once-for-all nature of it where, you know, we didn't even get to talk about that aspect of it. But the very beginning of Hebrews 10, it talks about, you know, because the sacrifices are being offered repeatedly, because the blood of bulls and goats can't take away sin, Mm -hmm. and and this idea that this was God's forbearance and not the fulfillment of this, Mm -hmm. imagine the place that that would have been for the people of God under the old covenant and Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, we, we can talk about, particularly in reform circles, like the, the doctrine of eternal security, mm-hmm. um, which is a beautiful doctrine. Um, the perseverance of the saints. The perseverance of the saints, it, the flip side of that same coin is the, the preservation of God. It's that God keeps his people. He doesn't yeah. lose his people. Right. But the reality being that in the old covenant, in the sacrificial system, you still had a sovereign God who was keeping his people, who was moving throughout history, refused to, mm-hmm. to give over his people fully, mm-hmm. even though there were acts of judgment against them. But I just imagine myself, if I had existed pre-Christ, if mm-hmm. I was an, if I was part of God's people pre the incarnation mm-hmm. propitiation of Christ, yeah. and how that would that would not give me that kind of assurance. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't I wouldn't be able to yeah. look. I, w- I would look at these sacrifices and say, "Thank God, He's made a way." I would yeah. I would absolutely be able to rejoice right. in that. Right. But it would be like, and He's got to make a way again next year, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Which we are dependent upon God every single day. We need God to act in our lives every mm-hmm. single day. So there's some similarity there. Mm-hmm. The difference being is that I don't have to ride a roller coaster of going, what's God's disposition toward me today? Is, is today, is the wrath going to fall on me or is it going to fall on a sacrificial animal that God provides? Between now and next day of atonement, next Yom yeah. Kippur, yeah. what's going to happen? And, and right. we go, 
no, no, no. It's all there is no sacrifice left. There is no wrath to be poured out left yeah. for those who are in Christ. And the the, the confidence and assurance that gives, particularly mm-hmm. in my weak moments and my failures, mm-hmm. to go to to be able to preach the good news of the gospel to myself and say, but but God's disposition toward me because of Christ is still mm-hmm. love, mercy, kindness, mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. Not oh man, I, I hope I hope the day of atonement comes. Before God decides to do something yeah, different, or before you screw it up majorly, yeah, yep. yeah. I think, man, like I feel like in so many ways we operate in that uh, that lack of assurance. Mm-hmm. So many times, I, I find myself going there, um, you know, with the the whole like, ah, did I is, is God going to judge me for this one? Like, is yeah. this is this the sin where I you know where I lose God's favor? Um, you know, like what, and we we really do feel like we uh, need to maintain that. I think. Yeah. I think that's kind of built into humanity and into a lot of like uh, performance based stuff. Everything in 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 life is very much performance based. You know. Yeah. Um, and so, in in a lot of ways, we feel like we have to continue to perform for God mm-hmm. when when Jesus says. I, I've performed perfectly for you. Yeah, like you're not resting on your righteousness; you're resting on my righteousness. That's right. So this eternal security um, is also like a, a consistent security, mm-hmm. you know. So, so like, man, like the rest of the Christian, the Sabbath of the Christian, mm-hmm. uh, is built upon the work of Christ, not on our own efforts. Yeah, and man, like that, that helps me sleep better at night. Yeah. That's right. And I think I need yeah. to, I need to be reminded of that constantly because um, it's not my efforts and it's not my sin. Mm-hmm. Like my sin is not going to take me out of the favor of God because I'm seen not as I am, but as Christ is seen. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, you know, this this doctrine of propitiation for our sins uh, again, another one of those doctrines that has so many implications for how mm-hmm. we live, mm-hmm. um, and the boldness we should have to live that life, knowing yeah. that like we have we have confidence not in ourselves, but in, in yeah. the, the finished work of Jesus. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah, yeah. the um, the third piece there, um, intercession. You know that that Jesus is interceding for us. That's what he's doing now. Yeah. So he's done all these things in the past. It is finished, as he said, from the cross. Mm-hmm. But in the into the present, taking that past work, applying it to the present, applying it to our mm-hmm. lives is his intercession. Yeah. And, man, that's a gift as well for our endurance to know that he's doing yeah. that for us. Um, really, that's that's where we go with this. And even the way then we reflect Jesus as priests ourselves, as he mm-hmm. has made us priests, is we intercede for others. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. we step um, not in a mediating way the way Jesus is for us, but we, but we do... Uh, step into the gap and try to help connect people mm-hmm. to God and God to the people. We do help uh, in our prayers and in our conversations with people, uh, bring them before God's throne of grace and mm-hmm. and and even invite them to put their faith in Christ mm-hmm. and let Christ intercede for them as, yeah. as, as become part of His people. And um, man, that that passage in James about how you know, we we confess our sins to one another, we pray for one another. The pa- the the prayer of a righteous person is powerful mm-hmm. as it is working. Yeah. And how even this all ties together with we, you know, we we have been made righteous because mm-hmm. of this work mm-hmm. of Christ, incarnation, yeah. propitiation, intercession. We are cleansed, we are perfected, sanctified. Yeah. To use another big word, um, and so 
our prayers, like that's he's not talking about like these miraculous saints that are on this pedestal. He's like mm-hmm. he's saying, no, no, your prayers as a righteous person in Christ are powerful as they are working, right. and you have the ability to to confess sin and hear the confessions of sin one to another in community, yeah. and you have the, the 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 power by the grace of God at work in and through you to even bring back, as James says, sinners from their wanderings mm-hmm. into the back into the fold, like and, yeah. like pull people back and rescue them. And man, that's just amazing to think. What we are actually able to do because Jesus, our priest, has made us priests. Mm-hmm. And we don't lean into that, I think, mm-hmm. enough. Um, uh, maybe there's some of us that are more inclined to pride and presumption and we kind of have a Messiah complex. And I mean, there's probably some of us, I'm certainly, that, that would err on that side. Mm-hmm. Others of us, I think, live such timid lives and say, well, what can I do? A lot. <laughs> you yeah. can do a lot, do a lot. Yeah. because you've been made priests um, yeah. by Jesus. And that's... Um, I think the way I, the way that came to mind this week that I said it was you know don't overestimate yourself, uh, but don't underestimate Jesus, right? Because He made you a priest, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, that's the great yeah. high priest, you that's know, right. the one who, man, like to have direct access, um, not you know, not having a uh, a mediator that is not God, you know, on mm-hmm. our behalf, knowing yeah. that we can pray directly to the Father. I mean, that's that's. That's really the, you know, it's breaking down a dividing wall, you know, breaking down um, this this entire idea of like having to go through the priest to get to God the Father, where yeah. Jesus becomes becomes our great high priest, and we have direct access to Him. The the, you know, the the curtain is torn, mm-hmm. you know, between God and man, and so this yeah. direct access we have is, um, yeah, it's so it's so. It's powerful. Yeah. It really is. It yeah. really is, like you said, Matt, it, it's so powerful. And, and to neglect that, um, you know, it's it's like buying a, a sports car and, like, just, just doing 35 everywhere. Sure. Like, sure. You know? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you don't, you don't just – you don't buy a, a new Corvette and uh, and just drive around doing 35. Like, you yeah. got to test that bad boy out. Like, like it goes it goes to yeah. 250 for a reason. <laughs> You know, get me on the autobahn. Um, nice. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think that you know, our prayer for for um, for many of us is that we would to to step into the boldness of really what we have access to through Christ. Um, we have the incarnate one who who died perfectly, the wrath absorbing uh, death and sacrifice for his people. And now chooses to be our advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what could be better? Yeah, that's I mean, right. It really is. It really is the uh, to to see Jesus as priest, as you said in the beginning, Matt. Like King, absolutely, we need him as King. We need him as our prophet. We need him as our priest. Yeah, uh, in so many ways, and uh, and let us as as under shepherds of Christ encourage you and spur you on in that way to uh, to really. Uh, believe and trust and enact uh, the this this life as as people who have a great high priest and, yeah. and his name is Jesus. That's right, that's right, and that's where I think we we would leave you this week is, you know, certainly some of us, um, it's worth thinking through, you know, how we are priests and opportunities we have to do that give some shape to that through mm-hmm. Jesus's priestly work. I think that's worth evaluation. I I don't. You know, John, I don't think you either. 
I don't think we meet and encounter a lot of people from our own church or even outside of our church who just are so constantly um, overwhelmed and overflowing with the knowledge that God loves them. I think that's a tank that that remains pretty Mm -hmm. empty for a lot of people um, where we don't really – embrace the reality of the love that God has for us and how how full Christ's heart is for us. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, as much as it's good to, to consider and reflect and give shape to your own life and, and your opportunities to be priests, mm-hmm. I would leave you the this week and coming into Christmas specifically yeah. um, for, for those of you that, that need this, uh, which I think is all of us, um, allow Jesus the priest and the love that that shows for you to, to fill your heart, to yeah. fill your heart up, to, to just rest in the love that, that he has for you. Um, you are not a, a cog, a machine. You are not a, an anonymous, faceless you know, part of this mass that belongs to the kingdom of God. You mm. are in the kingdom of God, but you are loved. Yeah. You are loved. And I think if you sit in that and let your heart be filled with that, this Christmas, you, you will emerge from Christmas with, with a new and renewed passion mm-hmm. to be priests. I mean, yeah. it, it can't help but overflow into yeah. that. So mm-hmm. our invitation to you, Merry Christmas to all of you. Yeah. Be filled with the love of God. Be filled with the love that God has for you in Christ. Rest in that um, these days to come. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, that's our that's our encouragement for you. Uh, again, Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you again for listening. We will be back in January. We're going to yes, take sir. a couple weeks off. And uh, we'll hit this thing again running with, uh, with our month mercy of and mercy and justice. Yes, yeah. sir. We're looking forward That's to good. it. All right, guys. Hey, have a have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. And, see you on the uh, other we'll see side. See you on the other side. Later.